Hello, everyone. I'm Joel Yu. Thanks so much for tuning in to Expert Insights, where we talk with industry leaders across modern financial services to discuss leadership and innovation. Let's get started. Sue, thanks so much for for stopping by the studio again today. I want to talk a little bit about how banks and lenders are thinking about and evaluating technology in this environment. Yeah. Considering the macro environment we're in, your thoughts? Yeah. Well, certainly everybody listening is very well aware of what the macro environment is with so much of a decline in terms of the production and profitability, everything else. And so it's been very interesting having had the opportunity over the last month or two, particularly to talk to a lot of lenders and to really hear they're very open dialogue about how they're looking at technology and some of the decisions they're making. G- now. Give us a little context. So when, yeah. you, when you say you're talking to companies and, and you've yeah. been in the industry so long, you're so well respected, you're not just having conversations just with friends, which I'm sure you are as well, but these are like formal settings to where oh, yeah. Yeah. C-level executives yes. are really going deep into how they're thinking about it. Absolutely. Just to give some so context. Some of the workshops that I've been in, you know, some of meetings, some of the roundtables there, I've got the ability to really hear very directly what lenders are saying. And in fact, you know, not too long ago, I had the opportunity to sit on a panel talking at the Mortgage Bankers Association, talking about the ROI of technology. And it's very interesting because I've been on both the lender side as well as on the solution provider or vendor, a partner side. And so there's times that it's interesting. I feel almost like a mediator or a counselor sometimes to be in the middle because I hear these things from lenders where there is another perspective, you know, that is from the vendor side, but I don't always know if the vendor solution providers hear the unvarnished things that sometimes I do. Yeah. And sometimes I know it's helpful (laughs) always to get that perspective. And one of the things that, that we talk about internally as a company is as a technology provider that serves so many of these organizations, the empathy you have to have and understanding you have to have for what's important to them yeah. and how they're thinking about the business and the problems they're solving. Yeah. It's more important than it ever has been. Yeah. So what are some of the top bullet points that are coming up when yeah. you're having these conversations? Well, one of the, the key things right now is everyone is reevaluating their tech stack absolutely top to bottom. And they're looking at it from the lens of cost cutting of, is this still making sense for us? How would we know? I've heard people tell stories about anything over like $5,000. You know, the CEO of the company is looking at it saying, you know, what is this? What are we getting out of this? Is this bringing us new customers? What is this doing for us? What are the outcomes? So it's interesting, right? And some of the pain points that I hear people talk about as they start to really look at things and really think about some of who their technology partners are. Some won't be a surprise, you know, to probably none of these will be a surprise to many of your listeners. Integrations is the number one thing that I hear people talk about. I heard, uh, an executive call their tech stack a Frankenstack. And I I thought that was such a great term. It is a great term. Not a great result, but a great term. No, but it it is the result of this journey that we have been on in the mortgage industry where I remember when it first was like the digital revolution was coming to the mortgage industry and we're going back 15 years or so. We're going to replace all the humans. Yes, and it's like, we won't need any. AI is going to replace underwriting. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because at that time, people were really talking about we want an end-to-end solution. You know, we're going to get everything from one provider, and then pretty quickly people moved back away from that. And the promise to the made to the lending community was, oh, we'll just all API together, and it will be magical, and it'll all work out, right? <laughs> and 
lenders have looked at that. And I think it's probably the chief frustration point. Again, probably not a certainly not a surprise to you or any of your listeners, but I do think it is something that bears some significant attention in the vendor solution provider community to really figure out what is going to be the solve for this. Because as they're looking at these solutions that are, again, Frankenstacked together to some extent, it's creating a lot of, it's just a lot of internal inefficiencies from well, a solution. It, it becomes bloated, be right? Efficient. Like I, yeah. I mean, when we look at the tech stacks that, that we're a big part of in a lot of companies and you start unpacking it, the more complexity that you have with your stack, the less nimble you are in, in many cases. So yeah. if you want to implement new things, new strategies, you want to course correct on something, if your tech stack isn't configured in such a way that you can do that efficiently, particularly now yeah. as resources are even more precious than they ever have been. Yeah. Maintaining all of these different things is hugely burdensome. Right. And part of what I would say is every time I hear one of these things, I hear the pain point. There's another side to it as well that I would say. Sure. So very often I would tell the lender, it's like, okay, you've got yourself a Frankenstack. However, I would ask the question, did you take all of the best practices, though, from the vendor when they yeah. said, here's how we need to integrate and here's how the data should flow? Or did you force an old workflow or an old way of doing things? Because we've always done it this way and we have to keep it this way. Did you try to make that technology yeah. do something that it's really it doesn't work like that? Yeah. And so along the same lines, you know, one of the things that I hear lenders will kind of complain about is they'll say a vendor will come to us with an ideal state, like we're going to operate into in this little precious sandbox environment, and that's going to be what we can expect. And a lender's looking at it saying, I'm like operating a spaghetti factory, and you're talking to me about something that is like supposed to work in this perfect Nirvana, pristine, pristine, yeah, pristine. Totally, exactly. And so I think that's a good message that, and again, I know you're so familiar with this, as you talked about having empathy for the spaghetti factory that a lender sometimes can feel like with all of these different things going on. And I think it just, the smart vendor partners are really paying attention to how do I fit into the real deal, real life, not this little pristine environment that doesn't actually exist. And what's the value? Exactly. What's the value being delivered? Yes. Yes. So, and I'm glad you said that because I think that goes to the, you know, the other big pain point that I hear people talking about is real life ROI, whether that is something that is, it's customer acquisition, it's profitability, is it cost savings? It could be employee retention. It it could be any measure of different things. Sure. And so again, I think there's two sides to this. And so yes, there is absolutely a burden and a responsibility on vendors and the smart vendors are paying attention and saying, here is exactly how we do it. And it's hard to do because the market's moving in the background. That's one of the toughest parts about proving out ROI is that you've got interest rates changing and all kinds of other things happening in the business, right? But you have to get pretty clear about here's exactly what we do and how we're going to do it. And here's the outcomes. However, I would tell the lenders, you also need to be real clear about what does success actually look like and know that there are things that are sometimes intangibles. I heard an executive say last week that one of the reasons that they're investing in some technology right now is morale is he said, my loan officers have been asking for this and we've been saying, no, 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 no. And I need this for their morale and for recruiting. So yes, it's going to do other things for us, but I'm not going to discount the fact that this is going to help me recruit and retain, and it's going to help lift people up at a time that they need it. Yeah, because I I need happy, motivated professionals that are engaged and want to get up and leverage the tools that we have. And and certainly there are things that sit on the shelf and, yeah. and don't get leveraged. And 
I can only speak from my perspective, but I hear a lot about, hey, we went into this period of everything modern that is new from an innovation standpoint, we're going to buy everything. Yeah. You know, we're going to remake the digital customer more. We're going to remake the, the application process. We're going to remake the whole loan manufacturing process. We're going to rebuild CRMs and customer journeys and presentations and all of these things. And they just bought and layered on top of tools on top of tools. And it feels like, and you would have a better viewpoint than I would at this juncture, but it feels like now people are saying, hey, let's unpack and peel off some of those layers that are not clearly unlocking value. Yes. Yes. Is that what's what's happening? And I think in in many cases, some of this will continue to happen over the year ahead purely because of M&A activity, where there's things kind of coming in because it's part of what they're getting when they're acquiring, whether it be organically or through an actual transaction. So a lot of that happened in the last year. So in some cases, people didn't mean to create these fractured things. Sure. But absolutely, now is the time that I'm hearing very smart lenders say, we're going to take all of this pile of stuff. I heard somebody refer to it as in some cases, they were going to do a champion challenger of certain technologies inside their business. And they're absolutely going to peel off the one that just does not make sense because they do need to have something streamlined. They need to have fewer vendors to work with, and they're going to lean in to the vendors that they're working with where they've got a strong partnership. You know, they are going to carve off some of the things and deal with that change management internally. And I think it's it's certainly a challenge to all of us on the technology vendor side. And, and we think of ourselves, obviously, as, as a partner, a much more than a vendor. But it's a challenge to us to be able to come with an approach, a point of view, and ways to deliver value are super clear. And if you don't have a very clear path to unlocking value, like it feels like it's going to not be a kind environment to those technology companies this next year. Well, so I think, you know, I was a judge at Digital Mortgage for the uh, the eight minute demos, which I'll never do again. It was really hard to do. It was, I don't love judging somebody presenting in front of a sea of their potential customers. I was a little uncomfortable, but you felt um, bad about like criticizing a little some bit, of them. But I tried yeah. to, you know, I tried you to covered it up nicely. well. You yeah. know, I tried to, but I really wanted to give them some valid sure. feedback. And the biggest feedback point, if I had to judge the whole thing, is there was a number of people that I could tell had been refining their pitch for a long time, completely tone deaf pitch for the market that we're in currently. Because I oh, heard a lot of people I, talking I I about things. Some of you, what you're talking yeah, about. I just heard a lot of, you know, as I said, I, I admire anybody who can get up on a stage and present on live software. That's really hard. But it was more when I was listening to the pitch and knowing this isn't a result of that you're standing here on stage. This is your actual pitch. And it's something that would have been perfect a year ago, completely not right for the market that we're in right now. And you want to upset a lender go ahead and make it obvious that you're not paying that much attention to the serious pain that you're actually in right now. And so interestingly, to shift gears for a second, I will say the number one thing, having just been doing the technology insight studies at Stratmore, the number one thing when people talk about the hardest part of implementing a technology or getting everybody onto one or whatever that is, it's the 100% number one thing all the time is change management with loan officers is their hardest part with the sales team. Change management and user adoption is the top thing that we hear consistently and that I'm very passionate about that topic. And it is something where I can definitely say there's work needed on both sides. I go back to my analogy of being a mediator, bringing the, both yeah. the vendor partners together as well as the lenders together. There is work needed on both sides. Yeah, I think that's well said. I mean, we spend a lot of time 
looking internally, how can we get better and what are the things that we needed to do to improve the value we're, we're delivering? But it's true to a sense, in a sense that you're only going to get the outcomes if as a lender, you're setting your organization up for success, meaning you've removed blockers, you're removing yes. unneeded complexity. The value of the things that you're doing are very clear. Yes. To the field or the stakeholders that are yes. using those tools. Yeah. And I would say from the lenders that I've heard their perspective, you know, what I tell the solution providers or vendors, technology yeah. vendors, is you've got to stay in the game with them and understand they are running a lot of different things going on, not just what you do. And yeah. so you have to really think about your place and come alongside that lender. And right now, specifically, come alongside that lender with the resources that you can. Nobody knows for example, Total Expert better than all the people at Total Expert to, to right. pour. And that's why you've got an investment in engagement resources and yeah. things like that, right? What I would tell the lenders is a couple of things that when you are implementing technology or you're carving off one solution, getting everybody on one, there's, there's some very key things that I think lenders sometimes miss. And one of them is what you just said, is you really have to know what outcomes you're really looking for and being very realistic what success about it. Like? What does success look like? How will we know when we get there? What outcomes can we really expect to have? And where did we start? So sometimes people yeah. aren't, don't have a baseline of where yeah. they started with knowing when they've made motion that, on it because they don't a, know where they started. such a common mistake. We've made that mistake many times to right. where we go in and it's like, man, we made a ton of progress, but something's disconnected there. And right. generally it's, you didn't quantify, clarify exactly where you were in right. terms of the current state. And if you can't do that, then it's really difficult to measure That's right. the progress. Right. And, and I also think, you know, lenders very often, and it's just one of those places that lenders and vendors need to come together better is lenders do need to, once they know what those outcomes are, they need to be open-minded to thinking about maybe there's a different way of getting there than the way that I am used to doing it. Yeah. And to, it's one of the wonderful things that I think a lot of great vendors bring to the table is you know, you work with some of the best logos in the entire industry. Yeah. Here's the way that, you know, here's the best practices. Let us give you those best practices. I mean, that's a gift, but you have to be willing to look at those and yeah. institute those in, into your own organization. And I think, you know, one of the the other pieces that, again, you know, I'm passionate about this particular point is leaders in the organization, in the lender organization, need to lead and stay engaged. In fact, um, Len Tiki, who's one of the partner emeritus at, at Stratmore, he said it was the number one thing that he would see if a technology was going to work or not inside of an organization. He said it was almost less about the technology than it was the leadership team that was going to be executing. I think that's a profoundly true statement. And I've always believed it's the combination yeah. of really talented, passionate, engaged people and the technology. Yeah. If you have one without the other, you yeah. don't get the outcome. The best is when you have an A technology and an A team. But he said, we've seen A teams be able to kind of make a C technology yeah. work, but True. we've never seen an A technology really work great when it's being put in place with the C um, team. With a C team. It's really true. Yeah. Well said. So thanks for providing your perspective on some of those technology discussions and uh, look forward yeah. to doing it again soon. Thanks for having me. Right. See ya. Thanks so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 